0: This episode is brought to you by Rick's Eyewear. Eyewear that inspires confidence. If you would like to buy some premium eyewear, sunglasses, blue light frames, prescription, head online now, rickseyewear.com.au, and check it out. CAPS has been Australia's home of headwear since 2012. From snapback to fitted, curved peak to flat peak, our hats will fit anyone and everyone. Since then, we've grown and evolved into the leaders of US sports apparel in Australia. Head online at caps.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. What's been happening, big fella? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, not much, not much. What's been happening? Um, same old, really. Bit of squashy. Mm. Um, trying to finish my, my MBA, which has taken a, a fair few years and that's a pain in the ass, but we're getting there on that and um, that's about it, really. Still, uh, that's very good. So you you uni, need you need harder f- when you're playing footy because you do the do you? Are you doing one or two units? One, um, one per trimester. Um, but I think sort of similar to you. Sitting down at a desk for three hours trying to study is not really my forte, so it was a pain in the ass. But um, I've got two subjects to go, so nearly there. Yeah, that's good. Well done. I gave up, man. I
0: I did me. uh, I think I did eleven units, and Mm. I tapped out and started ricks. After that, I just couldn't. Couldn't sit there any longer. I actually used to find the. um, I used to find uni like I was pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, naturally I'm not, but I was just. Not really my habitat, didn't know anyone and I used to love the Chutes because everyone would start these discussions. <laughs> There's some unique characters in the chute you know, in the Chutes afterwards and they're talking about certain points, but yeah, yeah can't see myself going back. Well, mate, what happened what like with squash, what's been going on there? Like it's I can see something right in front of my eyes. It's beautiful, it's the uh it's the new collection, isn't it? I
1: brought this in for you, mate. Oh, mate. You've just... sorted me out over the years plenty of times. Oh, time, man, so. look at
0: this. Recycled plastic
1: as well. They right. do it all down here. Biodegradable. the
0: Sports sweat top. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. I've seen Dommy Tyson rocking it. In fact, speaking of Dommy Tyson, we're ready to
1: go today. <laughs> we, have a
0: look at us in the clutching coat. We're
1: rocking it. I think I've got, what have I got underneath here? I've got the...
0: I didn't really... Oh, you got the... Um, I've got
1: the polo too, so... I was thinking about the polo as well. Dommy's doing very well. He's going the, the quartersip.
0: Just the I think it's the blue Marley. He calls it this one. This <laughs> is the, you, the high you, performance, mate. You hit the ball a
1: bit longer with this one. Do you boys work in the same little office? Yeah, there? Yeah, same Jeez, office. It's gonna be dangerous it on is. a Friday afternoon. Dommy's great. We
0: haven't had many um because he's playing VFL. So once VFL's done, one, I said to Dommy, give get rid of that, mate. Give <sighs> it the flick. Look at what's he in the. What's it what doing, Dommy? There's, there's a rooftop there as well, which goes off for beers and that. Yep. But we haven't really we haven't um. We haven't really touched it. Yeah, I reckon uh, I've had 10 beers there. Sheepers in one stop. We had one little stint there, with a, and then that's it. I haven't really um, had a chance, but I'll come down one Friday and we'll change that pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you a little little cue card on the door <laughs> so you can slide yourself up to the rooftop. <laughs> so, what's happening in the squash land, mate? And what's your um, you know, what is your role these days? What are you doing there? Yeah,
1: so squash um, going very well. So, I started it while I was playing footy, um, similar to you, two of my best mates. Um, we started together and then obviously I was playing footy, um, our designer, he was sort of art head, art creative or something at, um, Lee and Wrangler when we started it. And while she was like our director, he pretty much ran the show, um, while we were playing footy and while, um, Stubby was off doing his thing. And then, yeah, when I finished up, I came on board and then we got Stubby on board full time, which was a big change. And then. Now I will just run our like wholesale business sales, um, and just sort of trying to learn more about you know the the whole business as a as mm-hmm. a collective. So um, run our collaborations, um, you know whether that's with Gauge Roads doing a little merchandise short or Oz American Aces with Tommy yeah. Sheridan. You know who knows oh, yeah. what we could do, but yeah, it's it's um it's good fun, but it's it's amazing just learning more about it. You know, it's beforehand you sort of think oh. You, you make the shorts for this, you sell them for this, you make that and away you go sort of thing. And um, I'm sure, as you know, there's there's a lot more to it than that. Oh, there's a few hidden costs in there, yeah. isn't there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's for sure. That's nah, great. You're doing, mate, you're doing unbelievable things. It's uh, It's been good to follow the journey the whole time. I don't know how many pairs I've got of squashies. <laughs> they come out, in, uh, they come out in, in, especially in Sydney, they came out a lot. All the yeah. boys are rocking them there. And um, to see you going into clothing as well, which is... So this is the, the latest collection just on it was like tennis inspired, wasn't it? The yeah, photo shoot, it was...
1: sort of like a sports rec club. Yeah. Um, so that was just, obviously with with a swimwear brand, it's pretty sort of transseasonal, And so trying to get a bit of revenue coming in during winter. Yeah. Um, so we brought out the sweats. Um, and that's sort of what I'm excited about the most. You know, as you say, like you've probably got 10 pairs of shorts, you know, so you're not really going to buy any more at the moment, are you? Um, and a lot of our customers are probably similar. Um, so... We're going into sort of bringing out some terry Tower range, bringing out some linen, bringing out some of this sort of stuff, um, a little sort of porn star robe, you know. Oh, yeah. So just getting into a few other things, which <laughs> has got me excited, especially yeah. as like a our sort of salesman, you know, I can actually go and sell other things, have other things to talk about. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's exciting. That's sort of all on the way. But then... With that comes, you know, your cash flow issues and all the rest of it, you know, and we're going into uh, David Jones this summer, which will be exciting, oh, but good. they sort of screw you over and bend you, bend you over backwards and, you know, <laughs> they got you on 90-day terms. They so love the They get all your margins. Shocking. And then, you know, you don't get any, you don't see cash for, so 90 days after delivery. So we front the order, 50 grand, 100 grand purchase order, and then that takes Two three months to make, and then you deliver it, and then you don't see another any cash for another three months. So you are sort of out of pocket. Um, so all this sort of fun stuff that we're going through at the moment. So who runs the finances? Who runs? Who's doing that? So while she, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's while she's headache. Yeah, Walshie's <laughs> she's she's the guru, he's sort of the yeah director. Um, yeah, runs runs the show. Um, he manages all that. Which geez, I don't envy him at all. It's, oh, it's no. a bit of a nightmare, but. That's uh, it's good though, mate. Like you
0: need those bikes and with the like with all the stores, so you're literally calling all the stores, you handle all of them?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do, yeah, all our wholesale business. So we've probably got maybe maybe 55 stores now. Yeah, nice. Um, around It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I reckon
0: we're in like 30. Yep. And we loaded up like, I think it's 2020, our strategy was like just before it was – it's all about wholesale now. Yep. Like, everyone wants to try Sunny's on. We've done well online. Yep. Let's get him in stores. We went out and, you know, splurged on stands and all this stuff. Yep. 2020 hits, 2021 hits. It's yep. kind of taken a back hit. And all the stores, they were. Some of them really went down. Yep. Some of them recovering. Yeah, trying to get a new brand in a store yep. is it's hard work, isn't it? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. What's and the and- pitch, mate? What are you <laughs> saying? What, give, give me some tips, big boy. No, well, I think I think I need to get some tips off you. I'm hearing about <laughs> these new stands and all the selling points. That's, oh, what, that's the, what we need to get into. Oh, it, mate, mate we, the point of sale. The point of sale. I don't know. I don't know if you want it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're better off just slapping them on like on the ground and just getting them selling them. Well, it's funny. We sort of had a big um, change of strategy. Um, You know, when I first came on, it was all, you know, we want to be cool and boutique and and so you don't want to go into, you know, David Jones, for instance, or Myers or whatever. Um, You know, you want to be unique in these little weird stores around the place. And uh, then I I ended up getting this mentor. He's CEO of Seafolly. He's a ripping dude. But he basically said, like, they're wholesale. They're in 800 doors or something around Australia and um, 90% of them are through six accounts. So if you can get these like big, you know, one-off accounts that have 15, 20 doors, all of a sudden, like when you're doing, you know, emails and calls for a store out in Yak and Danda, Country Vic, and you're working your ass off and finally you get a $600 order. It's like, is that really worth it putting (laughs) three hours a week to get a $600 order when David Jones come in and, you know, give you a $150,000 order with one whack. So Um. yeah, we've sort of changed the strategy a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how we go over the next couple of years. You can be
0: more efficient. You're dealing with less people. Um, you're moving more units. Exactly. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Spot on. It is tough. Anyone out there that wants to uh, put Squashies or Ricks in a store, well, you know who to hit <laughs> up with. Just we'll put our uh, details in the show notes, and away we go. It's great, mate. Well, while we're on squash, there's been some huge names. I know Ed Sheeran's the first one that comes to mind. I was didn't even have to study for that. I still remember that. How <laughs> how did all that come about? Because I love I love the spotted. That's my thing for Ricks. I just want to get them on the big dogs. Yeah. Who's um yeah like how did Ed Sheeran get the So
1: Ed Sheeran um, was through like our PR agency that we used for a while, one, two agency. The girls down there do a great job. Um, Tessa, who runs that, her hubby, I think they're married. I'm pretty sure they're married, but they've just had a little (laughs) one anyway. Um,
0: Oh, they're married then. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's it, basically. Um, Brett, he works at Mushroom um, Studios and and then – through his contacts we knew the tour manager or something for Ed and then, you know, we just basically load the truck up and just hope for the best, give it to give him whatever they want. And then, you know, he's posting all these photos wearing it. And then his manager got back to us saying he loves it. Can you get more? And all this kind of stuff. So we were like, shit, we'll try to, you know, milk it for everything it's worth. If he wants a one off custom design, we can do that if he wants this. But um yeah, that's sort of how that happened. Um and so yeah, it's, it's interesting it's when, so when that happens, isn't it? You know, like Ben Simmons and D'Angelo Russell, like I'm an NBA man. So Has is De- is he rocked him? Has he? He's rocked him, yeah. I've it's-
0: seen Benny Simmons on the date with Kendall. I've yeah.
1: got the exact same
0: pair at the same time.
1: Yeah. I'm like, they're elite. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's it's amazing, like, yeah, from when you start and, you, you know, you're pushing shit uphill trying to oh. sell a couple of pairs, you know. And then all of a sudden you're seeing these people that you idolize. It gets you and going, them. doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a little fix. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like we had Jason Tatum wear the um, Rixies last week and messaged his stylist six months ago. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, he's going to wear them in the NBA finals. Yep. Like like I'm talking the early in the finals. Yeah. So I'm telling everyone. And then like <laughs> by the end, like I'm like cheering for Boston. I'm like, come on, I need them. <laughs> I need them to win because he wasn't wearing them. I'm like, he's going to wear them soon. Like he's going to roll in and he's going to be wearing them. And, you know, they take all the photos. Yeah. And I'm telling everyone. and Then, like, because we sent him the kitchen sink as well. My yeah. business partner's just like, mate, you fucking sure you sent him the right address? <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I swear to God, like, he's he's got them, like, he's gonna wear them. And then they obviously lose. He hasn't rocked them. And I'm like, fuck. And then out of nowhere, like, goes to that, goes to some big party and all white party, and he's got the I old saw that. Yeah, party. he's got the wolf grey orbits on, and he's with he's with OBJ, who's rocked him I've as well. Seen I'm that.
1: like, that's OBJ and, yeah. was loving him. He was. Shouting them out and everything. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It? He's putting video videos
0: up and oh, that how'd you, stuff. How did you get
1: that? Like, well, that
0: was actually like Maddie Suckling and um, Jared Bowman. They're good mates with Brad Wing. Oh yeah, yeah. And Wingy yeah. and them are good mates. Yep. And we just sent a box back in. I think it was 2016. Yeah. Yeah, and they must have just ripped the box open, and he must have just went through all of them for like the next three months. Yeah. was
1: just rocking them everywhere. He was loving them, Wasn't <laughs> it? Was it? Mate, it was so good. And the best thing, like the hard thing with the, those those guys, is like you you don't want to pressure them. You can't say. But the difference of like them just wearing them to them like giving it a shout out or giving you giving your brand a bit of a pump up like yeah. isn't it it's worlds apart like worlds
0: apart like people talk about it all the time like they don't tag you yeah. don't get I don't I don't know how did you go with sales like I didn't I didn't feel like our sales moved any high like, no. like it wasn't like that product sold out or anything No, exactly. everyone would speak to you and go how's it going and mention it straight away
1: That's right it gives you it gives you the ability to sort of you know take that elsewhere and go look this is who's wearing them gives mm. you a bit of credibility or whatever but yes as you said, like sales, if you don't get that tag or whatever, like I remember, I reckon the biggest spike we ever had was like with the Judds when when Juddy wore them and Beck actually gave him a a shout out. And because with us, like 70% of our sales are from women. And so when she, I think she put up a photo of Juddy and the the kids in a couple of pairs of squash and and tagged it, that was like, that was the first time I'd seen like a proper actual spike yeah. She's just the queen of oh, you know, social media and she. But um
0: And that's what you want to say. It's like yeah. real it's like real influence. Yeah. There's been a couple of fizzes in me time, mate. I go, <laughs>
1: look at this. What's going on here?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you put a lot of effort into it. Oh, and you my go, effort's sh- through the roof. Yeah, exactly. It's so much fun though. I, I call it like fishing, especially with the, you know, if you send us a, like a yeah. celebrity in America, some sunnies and mm. some squashies, and it doesn't if it once once you land it, it's like finally. Yeah, oh, it's exactly. like fishing, mate. Something sometimes it never pops up. But um, and then the parties. I've got mail here, but I've never been to one. I've always been at interstate. But you were the you were the squashy promoter. The boys, the D's boys, used to just lick their lips. Um, talk to me about the parties, how you set them up, and you know the, your favourite ones.
1: Yeah. So I mean, this was sort of my favourite part of the business. Um, obviously, COVID put a bit of a stop to that for a while, but hopefully, we'll get back into it um, soon. But um, but yeah, we we ended up throwing some pretty good ones. So I think. The first one was the Portsy Polo. Oh, yeah. So I think we had about 130 150 down there um, and just put on a show. And then back to the Sorrento pub and the, the pit boys just helped us out there. Didn't organize anything, Portsy Polo Day. And and um, Miles just came down, opened the bottom door and a hundred of us rolled into this <laughs> <laughs> into That's the great. pub, which was like $100 a ticket or something. Um, That's so, what you want, don't you? Oh, they're so good. Here's the there. cash, just yeah. open the doors. Exactly. Um, but then from there, I guess I knew the owner of Reva just down on the St Kilda foreshore there, so he helped us out a lot. So, um, I think the first one we just had like 300 maybe three or 400, and then we threw another one and it was we got it up to about 800 900 people ticketed. You know, I think it was like a hundred grand we made, or you know, 110, but and then it all just goes back into you know your talent, your music, your setup, yeah. Um, while she sort of hates him because he's doing a lot of the organising and, <laughs> and I'm just going, mate, we'll sell the tickets, don't worry. And he's going, we cannot do this, we're going to have no cash. Um, <laughs> you sound like me and my, I'm just like, let's just spend cash. Just he's spend. like, mate, fucking rain it in, mate.
0: Literally. I just,
1: and that's the thing, like, I don't know if you've got, you know, your business partner is probably the same, but you know, you, you do need a team because if I was running the show, we would be fucking broke. Oh,
0: hundred percent. We would Colin be done. That. He's the opposite. Yeah. He yeah. runs it. He's, he's good with the operations and finances. Exactly. So I've got no idea. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm just like, mate, let's just spend, just go for it. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Um, and he's just sitting there pulling his hair out, stressing, but- Because um, they
0: are expensive events and oh, you, you, you got to be careful because that's like this, like the you thing. said, sometimes, it, you know, you're throwing the party, you having fun, but at the end of the day, if you're just losing cash, sometimes yep. it's not even worth doing it, is it?
1: Exactly. And I mean, for me, I was probably fucking pissed by 10am and <laughs> I, I had a great day, but while she's running around, I can remember we had like licensing issues with one of them because- the guy, Drew, who owns Reaver, he sort of gave it to us, you know, oh, yeah, you can just have the outdoor area. But, you know, we ended up having 900 people there. And then it's like cops are coming down, have you got licences for this? And we were like, shit, I don't – we don't know. <laughs> and then so while she's running around, I'm blind. I'm like fucking having the best time of my life. <laughs> so we're, we, I remember he had to run down to the servo or something, get some little piece of paper, print it off, and fake that we had some liquor licences. Oh, that's unreal. Um, So, yeah, it was uh, – uh, some good times that they were. They were good fun. But and then it's the whole thing. Do you actually get some value out of it? You know, that's what Walshy looks at. Um, you would surely. I, I think you would. I mean, did you t- have a photographer, videographer? Yep. Did you film the whole thing? I feel like it's almost your summer campaign. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I. That's what I push. And stubby's the same. Our designer stubbies loose as all hell. um, (laughs) The creative. That's right. He's covered in tats and and loves a good time. But and like for me, that's what our brand is about. And that's sort of why we started it. We want to have fun and we want to relax and, um, you know, enjoy ourselves and not take ourselves too seriously. And and those events and the parties and stuff, that was sort of, you know, a a big, uh, a big, reason for why we started and now it's sort of, it's been two years or three years since we've done it. So I'm going to have to try to convince Walshy to free up some budget for the next one.
0: I mean, I'm trying to plan a few now. So mm. I mean, I've never done one before. Like I've done it, we've well, done a couple in Perth, but not never done one in Melbourne. Yeah. And being from Victoria, like I've always wanted to, but it's, you know, spring carnival, like good luck. Yeah. We might be doing one, but um yeah, the ones you've done before. Look oh, pretty we'll, good, especially we'll have a if, chat, uh, mate. We'll oh have yeah, hundred percent. See what we can do. What's well, the thing? If you just spread the load, everyone just get there. With yep. nine hundred. We'll turn that into eighteen hundred. And- pretty comfortably. <laughs> and now look, I've got good mail. That Gussie Rachel just- <laughs> <laughs> he puts Dommy Tyson's fed me some mail. I love Dommy. Like, look at us. We're in the Clutching Co. Yep. Right. we're looking yep. sharp, Dommy. Um, and there's some big news coming at Clutch. Everyone listening and watching, we've Ooh. got the yeah the spring summer launch. Stop um, it. Clutch and Co. Have some new quarter zips coming. And they're very good. They're very nice. Well, I've
1: seen the um I've seen the new polos, like the coloured polos, which yeah. I need to get my hands on. I'm literally my my whole wardrobe and all my mates are just decked in clutch. It's the best like honestly, the best quality golf gear isn't it? At incredible prices. I think Dommy needs to hike them up a little bit, but That's what uh, I said to him. Oh, he has to. I go, mate, just chuck them up like six bucks. He goes,
0: Nah, like I don't know, man. I'm like, mate, you're selling them for fifty bucks. I'd I'd spend 120 on That's this. That's right. Exactly. That's how good it is, though. It's it's cheap as chips. Yep. It's premium quality and yep. you've got you've got every, he's got he's got I've everything got sh- now. I've
1: got the shorts on. These shorts are unbelievable. Well, I've got the pants. I've
0: got the pants on, mate. Look at the lightweight and they're like stretch. Yep, yep. And I wear his um, chin- like his chinos. You can wear them out yep. when you're having a beer. So you Gross. literally go straight from the course to the pub. He's done
1: very well. Um, but what? He's given you some So yeah, I just asked Brayshaw. him a bit of
0: mail and he goes, mate, he reckons Gussie Brayshaw was putting on a clinic. <laughs> he was putting on a clinic and I thought, oh, that's great. I'll ask him about Gus and I want to know who else. Um,
1: after you talk, about, actually, you just touch on Gus because I have got a following question mm. afterwards. Well, I mean, good timing after he's just signed the big, six, hasn't he? Actually, six-year yeah. bloody multi-million dollar. Um, well, he might be able to invest in the <laughs> yeah, <parties. laughs> He could buy us <laughs> out, I reckon. Um, nah, Gus, he was. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, probably not like the loosest bloke, you know, that you would you, that you'd know. But then when he gets going, he, he'll choose his moments, and he just you know, flicks the switch. So he was definitely, there was one party, I think he was, he actually was hooking up with one of my best mates, older sisters, (laughs) who I'd had a crush on forever. And uh, Gussie just came in and went bang. Um, But yeah, he just, he just gets loose. And then um, there was another one after he'd done his leg. This wasn't at a squash party, but he'd done his foot And he was in a boot or something and we went round to this old Melbourne supporters place and and we were having a few reds and one turned into three, turned into five. Ended up having about eight bottles between four of us, I think. And I just remember Brayshaw like running down the street, (laughs) (laughs) just coming out of surgery after his foot and I was like, it's probably not the best thing to be doing. (laughs) Getting ready to try and uh, come up for a pre-season, but um no, he enjoys he enjoys himself when he gets going, big big gussy.
0: Yeah, he's a good man. I've had a haven't had a lot of beers with him, but we had a good night at the um AFL, you know, the review when you do the dances and all oh, that. Yeah, yeah. The, the grand yeah. final party or whatever it yeah. was. He was there and like we were just I think we like, he was he was just, I think he was on the red actually. <laughs> yes. And he was just he was smashed, mate. This is years ago actually. And like, yeah. I look back as him and Clayton was there and they're all dominating now it's like fuck it's so good to see yeah, they were all, so young then exactly. as well exactly
1: and that's that's a funny thing for me like looking at them it's you know I can remember them when, when they were those young struggling sort of you know Clayton sort of came in and was pretty solid early on but you know even Christian and, and Gussie and those boys Harmsy you know Harmsy coming in from a boy from Clyde yeah. Melbourne supporter <laughs> you know he was also one of the best on all the time at all the events but, um, yeah. but yeah just like those boys Seen them where they were in the in the beginning of their career and now watching them, you know, yeah. Gussie signing six-year deal, Clayton signing. What did he sign? I think he's 2030. 20, 2030, 20, so eight years extension or whatever. Like he has 40 every week, man. Every week. Not,
0: he literally would have 38 mm. every week. He's, he's, a, ridiculous. he's an absolute bull. Mm. Um, so this is my question now that I was excited. Mm. So you can only invite five blokes mm-hmm. to the squash party. Um <laughs> Who would those five blokes be
1: from previous performances? From footy, probably from footy. Yeah. All right. Well, Gussie, you know Brayshaw would sort of have to come. He takes one rank. He would take one. He would take one. Gorney would take another because Gorney's sort of been, you know, he's been our number one ambassador for a number of years, Um, and he's he gets pretty, he likes to have a good time, the big fella, and he'd probably get on the decks too and try and show us some skill there. I'd say Harmsey would probably Harmsy. have to come. The yeah. big nut gets through. The big nut. He's he, the best. He's just so good, isn't he? Um it was so, <laughs> when when I heard about that the whole sort of thing when they had that big dust up at uh who was it, Maisie and oh, Jakey Melchit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally could have picked the six or seven <laughs> blokes that were there, couldn't you? Like Harmsy, Fritter, Jakey Malkshire, Maisie, Hibbo, Um All the lads. All those boys, yeah. Hibo. geez, Hibo would probably have to be close. He's a good man. He'd Hibbo. have to So he gets in. four.
0: So who's the fifth? There's only one more. One more. Far out.
1: Who else would come? Jack Watts, top five. It's a tough decision. It's a tough one, that last spot. Um, I mean, maybe just to sort of balance it out, I'd have to bring – I think I'd have to bring my, my great mate, Jack Trengo. Yeah. He'd just come along and make sure no one died. You need those blokes. He, that's right. You need those <laughs> blokes. He'd still get, he'd still go all night long. He'd still be there at Stumps, but um, he would just make sure that, um, you know, we didn't do something stupid that we would regret. Your near. business
0: partner would love to see him at the event. Yeah, exactly. You need some brains around the joint. Spot on. That's great, mate. And um, what are the plans for the rest of the year with squash? Are there anything else, anything, any other exciting news coming up?
1: Other than the David Jones stuff, um, we've got a couple of good collaborations going. So Gage Roads, um, beer company over in, um, brewery over in Perth. Um, we've got a good little collaboration with them going. Vegemite, we've got a good collaboration, which we started a couple of years ago. Um, other than that, we're hoping to sort of get over. So I guess now that travel's opening up a little bit, um, We've just been speaking to a a rep over in the US. So that's probably the next little venture is sort of something like that. And then also, I guess we're trying to, we're looking at raising some cash too, because yeah, as I said before, cash flows slowly becoming a bit of an issue. And if we keep, you know, if we get a few more of these orders, such like um, David Jones and yeah, Hudson's Bay over in Canada, we just got in over there and um, yeah, they sort of string up your cash. So yeah, few things happening, but Great. um I think yeah, getting overseas would be the next one.
0: Well mate, hopefully we time it together because we both love our American sports. Yeah, and and you love your sports. I mean I will I'll stay up late all the time. And I'll flick on <laughs> I'll flick the T V on and what's he's going live on the F ones <laughs> He loves it, mate. If I'm watching the golf like I'm, it's like three AM, I'm like, fuck, surely no one else is up.
1: You're up. I'm up. If it's golf, I'll tell you what, golf like fuck footies if I'm being honest. I can't stand footy, AFL footy. Look, I love my mates and I'll, I'll watch, you know, if the Ds or whatever make yeah. the finals. and But um, talk to me about fucking golf, F1s, NBA. That's like my three sort of passions. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching that every single week. The F1s have just got me with our good friend Mel. Um, over there, you know, working for uh, Mercedes Petronas, it's just like taking it to a new level. So yeah, I'm up every Saturday watching qualifying every Sunday, watching the race golf. I mean, even, you know, like I could, Yeah.
0: Live around the corner as well. Yeah. It's coming to Melbourne, I heard. It
1: has to be. It, the great white shark. Yeah, the Sharks. I think he's pulled it through. He's bringing it over to Royal Melbourne, played, surely.
0: Played yesterday um, at Northern. Big shout out to Heath. He's the pro down there. He played with this. I was telling you, he's fixed me slice. Yep. He, we'll see today. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll see today, actually, after this. <laughs> um, in the quarter top, Blue Marley there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he reckons, um, he reckons that it's coming to Melbourne.
1: Actually? Yeah. See, and this is why, like... It's be live, crazy. Live golf, obviously. I get, that, I get the, uh, you know, um, the protesters. I understand where they're all coming from. But imagine, like, golf is, such, is so dominated by America, right? Why? Why is it just the Americans? Yeah, I get that they've got, you know, most of the good players and whatever. But imagine having a world tournament at Royal Melbourne or at Peninsula Kingswood where, where we're about to play in Lasavo. Like, getting the best, world's best players down here because they just don't do it. But the great white shark, he's got that little sort of resentment towards the PGA. He doesn't give a fuck. They screwed him over. He choked and he's had, you know, they all hate him and they have they didn't get him across to the 150th anniversary. And <laughs> he's gone, fuck you all. I'm bringing live golf over to Australia, make it worldwide. I'm sort of a fan, to be honest. So, And like everyone's saying these guys, like, oh, you know, how could they go across? How could they? It's like, if anyone offered you $150 million as oh. a sign-on bonus. Sign-on. As a sign-on. You don't even have to do anything. You rock
0: up, <laughs> folks just leave after oh, the sign-ons.
1: Seriously. It's so. unbelievable.
0: And, but at the, it's, I reckon it's going to like, it's going to- I don't, it's a shotgun start isn't it so, yeah. so watching it you know what it's like I mean yeah. these late nights so I can't keep up with these late nights like you, it was even the masters not the masters the one that just got on the yeah, open yeah, man. Yeah. I couldn't keep my eyes open yeah, I yeah. fell asleep at 4am yeah. I've missed the end yeah. I'm burning I've missed Smitty <laughs> I'm, I'm literally fighting my eyes were like closing on me but at least with the shotgun start you got four hours and yeah yeah. I can't wait. It's it's um and and yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for that. And and back to Mel, back to Mel, the F1. Yeah. So I've only messaged a couple people. I'm pretty cruisy these days. Go in. I've had a few beers these, so I don't need to like do too much prep. Yeah. But I go, just give me some dirt. I go to Mel, give me some dirt on Whatsy, and she's like, "What dirt do you want?" And I'm like, "Well, fuck, I don't know. Like, whatever you got. Clearly, I can't bring up the bloody X-rated stories." And she goes, "I got nothing for you, then." That's exactly right. <laughs> so she's right. burned
1: me. That's how strong the loyalty is. So, mate, she's uh, she's she's looked after you. Yeah, Mel was. She, she was one of the best, wasn't she? Oh. Like working with her, um, you know obviously PC, you had him on the podcast recently, yeah. the great man. Um, but Mel was sort of the heartbeat of that whole, uh, organization. So we were so close and I, I, I can still remember like, obviously my last couple of years of footy, I was fucking hating it and ready to retire for that last four or five years. <laughs> and, um, me and Mel would just talk all the time, you know, fuck, I can't wait to just get out of here, go travel. And, and she, uh, you know, obviously eventually ended up leaving and she said, I'm going over to the UK and, She was always the one that got me into F1s and she loved it. And I can still remember having a conversation with her like, I guarantee you, you'll go over there, you'll meet some contact, you'll get an interview, you'll end up working with fucking Lewis Hamilton (laughs) and these guys having beers with them. And now she's literally doing that every... Fucking week. It's like how good she's. Get,
0: she's carting Tom Brady around. I'm like that. That photo. She of... sent me. The, she goes, I got something to show you. I go, Just show me. And she goes, I can't send it yet. And I'm like one of those blokes. Like if you give me a little bit of that, I'm going. Just I send need it to me. It. I, I can't stop it. thinking now. Like, show <laughs> me. It. She goes, all right, you ready? I'm like fucking her and Tom Brady. Like she's looking after him at the uh, Miami Bloody Open, whatever it's called. The Crazy. F1. I'm like, are you serious? Mm. And I was the same, mate. When she was in London, she's obviously gone over there, and she was a bit. I think she was a, you know, we'll chatting heaps as well, and she's, you know, a bit scared. She's not really getting any contacts. And yeah. I'm like, even I was scrapping. I'm like, I'll, I'll see who I can contact and yeah. found someone. It was a shitty F1 contact. The next minute she's like, I've got one with Mercedes. Fast forward, and she's dominating. She's it's been crazy. there for two or
1: three years now, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's doing so well. I was actually, it's a funny story. She um <laughs> the year when it was coming over here and COVID stopped the Grand Prix mm-hmm. in Melbourne. I think her boss had just like broken up with some guy and he was going to be here. And so she called me and she said, look, my boss is coming over here. Her ex-boyfriend's going to be here. She wants like a stand-in big Aussie bloke to be be like a fake boyfriend for the weekend. Six-five
0: and full of muscle. (laughs) (laughs) Good on
1: the bench press." And and I was like, sign me up. And like, especially she goes, oh, you'll have to come to all the events and you'll have to... Oh, damn, okay, if I, <laughs> if, I, if I have to. And then, um, yeah, obviously COVID screwed all that up, so it was- Is um, it? Like, oh, that is a stitch up. I man. know, I know, so I'm still holding on to that, hopefully, you know, next year. Or hopefully I still come, need a sugar turn. daddy. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck, that is unreal, mate, that's great. Well, yeah, NBA, we'll talk NBA um, all day about that when it's back, no doubt. Now growing up, I want to go back to go forward now. Let's when you grew up, like where did you grow up? And um yeah.
1: Grew up in Sandringham. So I was born in Sydney actually, born up there. Dad was up there for work just for a year and then came down here, um, grew up in Sandy, went to Brighton Grammar, just had the um you know, had a pretty pretty good upbringing to be honest. Um, yeah, just very lucky, had a great family, you know, I was pretty decent at sport, basketball and footy, um, was pretty much, yeah, all I did, um, until I was, you know, until I got drafted. So, um, sport was a huge part of it. Friends, you know, had a, had a great group of, great group of mates that we sort of stayed, you know, we're still really that, close. Xavier? So went to Brighton. Brighton, sorry. Brighton, Brighton. School yeah, he's
0: played school footy and all that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. so Jeez, that's
0: a sin, me, because I'm bright.
1: Xavier, I was Xavier. About to, <laughs> going over. There. We're going to play golf with Gossy. <laughs> yeah. He was a Xavier boy um, after this, but um, yeah, good little rivalry there. But
0: there's something with the, like the you know the private school footy and yeah. the boys. They're very tight. It's um it's a it's pretty elite.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's pro like honestly, if I look back, like one of my big regrets is you know I got drafted end of year 11, so I didn't actually get to finish. You know. In year 12, I was sort of half playing footy, half not. I didn't get to play school footy in my year 12 year, which, you know, we had a pretty bloody good team. And I look back and that's sort of one thing I really regret, not actually finishing that off properly. But um, That's what Paul –
0: like when I had Paulie Connors on, that's what he said. He thought that you probably should have just finished that out in hindsight and let you develop and take a little bit more pressure off you because there's a – you know, we'll talk about the first game and all that. But being 17 and going Mm. to a club that's, you know, going okay, but – it's, it, it's not, it it wouldn't be easy. No. Nah. I've got a cu- my cousin, he's 17. He's, yeah. I couldn't imagine him running around right now with yeah. some of the balls of AFL. Like it's, it's full on what you did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like you look back on it now and you go, fuck that is just ridiculous. But at the time, you know, I guess it was sort of like that year we sort of knew I was probably going to go one or two sort of thing. And, um. You sort of think, oh, you may as well take the opportunity while it's there and you never know what could happen. You do a knee the next year yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But um, but in hindsight, you look back and you sort of go, shit, you, you know, I'm sure it probably would have worked out just fine and you might have dropped a couple of sp- spots, but, you know, um, you'd be a bit more ready for it. You'd have your year 12 year under your belt. And I think they changed the rule after that year to, you know.
0: So it can't happen again. So
1: you couldn't get drafted when you were in year 11, but... Yeah, I mean, you go down and you watch like a school game now. I, w- I watch a school game, you know, Year Twelves, and they look like little tiny kids, right? Yeah. And then you think, you know, that I was—that's how old that I was, was when I was going out there on the G for the first time. So and
0: everyone's expecting, literally, you know, Chris Judd performances. Yeah. Like, yeah. pick you know, pick one, he's yeah. he's going to dominate.
1: And I think the the position that the club was in too, you know. They were just struggling. They had nothing. And so they would just hang their hat on, you know, oh, we've got this number one pick. He's going to blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we were dog shit for the next seven years. Well, and- that's the
0: problem. I, I, it's, a, it's a bit like that in the, uh, you
1: know,
0: I look at the NFL, and NBA a little bit as well. And I'm always like, why doesn't the first quarterback off the thing go well? Mm. They go to the worst team because yep. obviously they've got pick one. So it's like the ones that can get, you know, they get picked up a little bit later in the first round. They yep. go straight to a nice club. It's in the sweet spot. They're on the, you know, on the way up. Yep. Just impact straight away because you got less responsibility and mm. you know less load on the shoulders. So yeah. it is interesting the pressure that goes with pick one. Mm. Um, before we go to your first game, but you, you used to be a superstar basketball. Like you, you were very good at basketball. Well, where did you where did you decide that you're going to take footy over basketball?
1: Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting one. I think um, basketball was sort of my first love, you know, um, first passion. And basketball gets a lot more serious early on than footy does. Um, and so, yeah, that was sort of what I was focusing on and then footy was a bit of fun and, you know, you'd go out there with your mates and, um, and then what well, I think what happened was I, I made like the, what did I make this 18s basketball team, bottom age, and then I was in the 16s footy team state, the state squads. And then I broke my collarbone. So it was like end of year 10 broke my collarbone, um, and missed everything that year. So I missed out on all the, you know, on both things. And I think after that, um, and then I sort of, I got offered a scholarship to the AIS in Canberra for basketball and I was 15, 16. And I just, I don't know, I was enjoying school too much, enjoying being with my mates. Um, and the whole, th- like it's funny looking back now cause like me and you, we'd probably give anything to go over to college in America oh. and play, you know, but back then I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave my yeah. mates and I don't want to, um, you know, and so I sort of looked at footy like, oh, I can stay here with my family, with my friends in Australia. And, you know, um, that was sort of it. And, you know, down the track, you look back and you go, shit. Four years in North Carolina or in, <laughs> at some college over there in the States would have been good fun and then um, come back here. But yeah, that was sort of, I think that was sort of when it happened. And then I guess after the 18s carnival, when I played the footy 18s carnival. And you kicked
0: a, you kicked a sealer after the sign, didn't you? I remember the, the, yeah, the
1: yeah. Yeah. Kicked that dominated big country. Yeah. Yeah. Played pretty well. I kicked like 23 goals, two or something for the tournament. So, you know, if you Dead, dead eye, dick. Dead eye, dick. If you change that to sort of ten goals, ten, it might have been a different story. But um, yeah, played pretty well. We won the won the thing, and and you know that's the thing. It helps when you're on the best team and you're you know dominating. And um, and then yeah, so after that, it was sort of like the talk was yeah, you're going to get drafted pretty high. And um, whereas with basketball, there was probably still a long way to go. And
0: bit of grey, not yeah, sure what's going to
1: happen. Yeah, so.
0: What do you reckon would have happened?
1: Oh, it's too hard to tell. I mean, the funny thing was back then, you know, the the pathway for Aussies was, you know, it basically didn't exist. Like we had Bogut, I think was sort of, you know, and obviously like Andrew Gaze, Shane Hill, those guys had done it and then Bogut. But um, like I was at camps, um, Aussie camps and stuff with like Paddy Mills and Joe Ingalls and Deliver Dover and those sort of guys, they were a bit older than me, but they, even, they hadn't sort of got over there yet, um, so it was really unknown and it was a bit like it, it doesn't really happen, whereas all of a sudden like that yeah. whole generation just- they all balling. They all just went and it was like I think the AOS had this because they all went to the AOS on a scholarship. They had that connection with St. Mary's over there, the college, so they all went and played at St Mary's. Paddy Mills dominated. Goes to the NBA. Delvadover same thing. St Mary's for a couple of years. NBA. I could have been you and the King, mate. And then I just see Delhi signing a sixty million dollar deal, winning championships with <sighs> with the King. It's like, fuck. but you so know, you were literally like you were balling with these boys. Yeah. So yeah, balling with um, with Delhi. He was a year older than me, I think. And then Paddy and those boys were the next age group above. So that's so cool. We'd be on that court. They'd be on the other, but. And like, we just sit back afterwards, afterwards watching Paddy Mills just draining threes and, you know, he's, he's a isn't, star, he's isn't he? He's an animal, like, absolute animal. But yeah, like, I was sort of in that little, you know, in that space, I guess, but. Um, yeah, then footy sort of took over and, and I let that go. But now I'm right back into it Tuesday nights, Are tummy. you playing, are you? Oh Oh,
0: Describe just... the game. What's your game? Because you're 6'5".
1: <laughs> you have good handles. You're quick. Yeah, look, the handles have sort of, they're slowly coming yep. back, but they basically disappeared. Um, I could shoot, like I'll just shoot the rock. That's, that's my thing, just, <laughs> just put it up, shoot a shoot, baby. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of my thing at the moment. Are you it's, dominating at the moment? Oh, look, I wouldn't say dominating, just working my way into the season, but come finals time, it'll be, it'll be game on. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, it's like it's like a passion. It's like my love, you know, like, I uh, yeah. It, I have more fun playing Tuesday night basketball and or playing golf today, you know, than I ever had fucking playing AFL footy, yeah, which no, is pretty, you know. It's pretty weird to say that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's so but... intense,
0: eh? Like, you get anxiety. You get so mm. much. There's so much that goes through the body and the mind. Yeah. Yep. Tuesday night basketball, geez, that brings back the good memories. Oh, it's so I haven't good. played basketball and I was playing a little bit of straight ball in Sydney there when I finished it up, but yeah. I haven't played – Fuck, for so long. Mate, it's that much fun. Come
1: down. Come down for a little filling. you got to warm the rig up, man. I've got the, the Baker's cyst behind the right knee,
0: mate. You, was, you were seeing me limping on the 18th today. It gets, it gets sore walking around the course. Really? That's all I message you We're getting cuts. <laughs> <laughs> me right knee's fucked,
1: man. This is, I like, think this is like my exercise, walking 18. That's <laughs> yeah. like my exercise for the week. It's good, though. It's a good sweat. Mm. Well,
0: we'll go to footy. I do want to ask you about that first game because I I don't remember. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not a footy nuffy, but I just remember – I just remember like you just getting tackled on the wing, and there's just huge. There's just so much media around yeah. it, and I just remember like you just getting smashed, man. I'm like, "Fucking poor bastard!" <laughs> like it, it was just it, it was brutal
1: the first game. Yeah, see, I think the main thing you said there is like there was just so much media around it. So I really like honestly, it didn't feel like that at all. It didn't feel like I got smashed. It didn't. It was like yeah, it was a big tackle, and yeah. The, Another bloke probably came in and they took me to ground when they maybe wouldn't have otherwise or whatever. But it wasn't as if I got smashed. But I think it was just like we got done by 70 points. Um, you know, we got smashed. And then obviously, yeah, it's not the fairy tale start than the, to what everyone was expecting. And so then they jump on this like, oh, he just got smashed in his first game by these colleagues. It's like... It happens probably every single week to, you know, a bunch of blokes, but um, because it was me and, you know, we had a bloody press conference in the week leading up to my fucking first game saying, oh, he's going to do this and he's going to do that, like, um, it just came across a bit differently, so, but yeah, I mean, my first three weeks, so I played Collingwood, we lost by 70, next week I think we played... Bombers maybe and we lost by f- another 10 goals and then we played fucking Brisbane maybe and lost by almost 100. That was my first three games and then um, broke my thumb and I was on ice for the, that first year. But um, yeah, not exactly. Brutal start. But, yeah, man. not the start you really want. Yeah.
0: When you reflect now on footy, just in general, like what, what comes to mind?
1: Um, oh, look, great journey. You know, like very uh, character building, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think I probably, I really lost that love early on, um, for the game and like for, and you know, it's very hard to just give everything you've got and go that extra mile when you don't really love something or you're not into it. Do you know what I mean? I do, man. I do. I lost it as well. Last two years. And so then you're not like, you're not going to sit back and do the extras and, and, you know, give your whole self to it. And if you're out on the Saturday night and you think, Oh, maybe I should go home, maybe I shouldn't, it's like, well fuck it. I'm just gonna stay out because it's not you know, this means more to me, like my mates and having a bit of fun was sort of in the by the end, it was um yeah, I don't know, it just when it turns into such a grind and such a it's it was a job and you know, I love the two hours on the weekend, don't get me wrong, like that was amazing. Um, but just all the other stuff that goes with it and the meetings and the fucking politics and even just like the fucking macho, you know, like we got to be tough and you got like the fucking boxing getting in there with like, we're going to be the toughest team. We're going to, it's like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. Like, I just hated all that stuff. It's just not me. Like I'm the biggest softy fucking (laughs) feminine dude you'll ever find. Like, so. (laughs) Just put me up forward and I'll take some hangs. (laughs) Like, uh, just, yeah, it just wasn't for me, so. There Fuck, go. we're
0: very similar, mate. Yeah. I, I don't know how to box. I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper bag, mate. <laughs> and we went to the, the the Giants. They do it well. At least they don't fucking hit you in the head. But we were doing boxing, boxing sessions and on this Saturday. And I, I, I don't know how to box. So yeah. righto, boys, straight into it. So like combos and all that. And then it's like, righto. Get a partner and it's just body blows. Yep. And I'll never forget, like some blows can box. Yep. And the blokes are really good, they actually go easy. Yep. It's the blokes that think they're good, they're yep. fucking trying to like, they're trying to <laughs> trying to break your ribs, mate. And I'll tell you the best way to learn. Just get belted. You start protecting yourself. And it's like, oh, I can actually do this.
1: <laughs> oh, mate. I remember my first week at Melbourne, we we were in at Junction Oval in this little shitty um it's like a locker room. And we had this boxing session and Oh, what's he? You're in with Brock McLean. And so I'm in there as a 17-year-old with Brock, Brock McLean and it's just full-blown sparring. And he's just going, bush, bush. And so I'm pissing blood and they're going, keep going, keep going, just blood coming. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> arms up. And he, and he probably was going easy because he could he could box, but he's still just going whack, whack. And I'm like, fuck, here we go. This is how much fun's this? You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> where, where, where did I sign up to this? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is it footy or boxing? No, it's it's. You're right. And it's more the death by a thousand cuts. You know, like the little things like your protocols on your phone, your oh. screening every morning. Have you done your checkup? Yeah have you like be there on time just to like roll your back out. You're yep. like, what the fuck? I've, I've already done all that last, yep. like I don't need it. All those little things. And then you start getting injured. You don't get picked. Coaches start lying you a little bit. The politics, we're going to tell politics. him this. All these things. And you're just like, fuck, I know exactly what you mean. Then it yep. starts to get, like you said, you just, you don't really get a fix. You don't enjoy it. No. It becomes a grind.
1: And I think like, yeah, especially, I don't know what you're like deep down, but I think, you know, for me, I'm probably like, quite an emotional sort of person, yeah. you know, like I'd rather, yeah, talk about our feelings and get it out there and sort of blah, blah, blah. And the culture of footy, it's probably a bit different to that. So I always found it a bit difficult trying to fit in, I guess. And and so then, you you know, you try to – you actually try to change yourself or you try to act – a certain way to try to keep a coach happy because you think all he wants to see is you, oh, yeah, okay, let's do those extra tackling drills after training and let's do that extra (laughs) because that's what they want to see, you know, and it's like, fuck. Even though it's the last thing I want to do, but oh. you try to, you know. What was
0: your weak? My weaknesses are ground balls and tackling. And <laughs> mate, and I honestly reckon it's it's if I just fuck them off and just worried about me left and right yep. leg because I reckon I was a great kick inside fifty. Yep. I, I never did any of that extras. All I would worry about is fucking tackling, and ground balls, and it's the two things that are like. They're that different in a game. Like yep. you can run at me, I'll tackle you all day a week. But once you start turning and I'm running flat chat, you know that
1: that happens on game day and the ground balls, mate. The ball bubbles all over the joint, and then it just gets in your head. So Doesn't then it? you're running at someone and you're just thinking, "Fuck! If I miss this tackle, the I'm coach done. is going to go off. Oh, I'll get dragged." And so then you go on pitter patter, pitter patter step coming in shoulder. Uh, you're thinking uh. about all this stuff. It's like. I don't think Jack Viney's thinking about all that shit when he's gone. And he's just going, I'm gonna eat this bloke. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was oh, that, that is was me funny. too, mate. That's
0: fucking funny. Now mate, we go to the good stuff. I I went on I went on YouTube last night, two thousand and seventeen, the D's V the Pies, what's his Match winning goal, mate. Taught me through, taught me through it because I watched it and I know I just thought the spread, the angle of your spread. I think it was Tay Adams. He won't mm. like me saying it, but he got <laughs> you, you got out the back of Tay and he was charging after you, but he didn't run a good pattern. Yeah, talk to me about that experience because that was a great moment, no doubt.
1: Yeah, no, it was. Um, if I'm being honest, I can't remember much of it. You know, in the moment, um, I was probably too fucked and you know you're so tired by that stage. Um, but, yeah, just getting a, b- a little bit of redemption, you know, a little bit of revenge and um, obviously it's something that sticks with, like, the supporters and stuff. I still, you know, today it's like everyone that I speak to, a big Melbourne supporter, you know, they look back on that moment and it was like, fuck, how good was that, you know? Wattsy kicking the winner against the pies and shoving it right up and um, – so yeah, th- those sort of moments are, are pretty special, and and you've I guess you've got them forever, don't you? And, you yeah. know, no one can take that away from me. And regardless of what happened in my career, hopefully, I gave you know our supporters a bit of joy. Um, yeah, well, you did, and that's one thing um, the great man,
0: Tommy Tyson, said because I I don't know, I haven't been inside the four walls and. That's one thing. You were very loved by all the supporters and all the fam, you know, the fans and at the family days, they used to just give you huge cheers because you gave so much of yourself. Like mm. you said, you're an emotional guy and you you did everything. Um, you did you did good by everyone. And he reckons that one thing that stood out to him was when you were top five at the BNF. He reckons the crowd just went wild. And it was like they hadn't really heard anything for that. You know, they hadn't really... You come top five, it's not like you won, mm. but it was like... They just—they just wanted to see you do well, mm. and that's pretty cool when you look back like that. You've—you know—you're getting those standing ovations from the crowd, and yeah. I mean, looking back to say that you did so much in the community—that means more than fucking playing 300. Let's be honest.
1: Exactly, and, that, and that's—it's funny you say that. Like, if you was to say, you know, what was my highlight of my career, sort of thing, um, most people would pick out a game. You know, oh, we won this game, or this final that we won, or whatever. But. You know, for me, it probably didn't really have that many, you know, on-field highlights sort of thing that you can look back on. But I think, um, yeah, I think that's probably the thing that I'll, I'll look back on. And even my teammates, you know, the way that I, I would hope that they would speak about me regardless of the footy side of things. But, you know, I think, they, you know, a lot of my teammates would say that I had their back no matter what. And I was honest and open and made them feel welcome and, and loved. and um, And, yeah, obviously the supporters – you know, even when I got traded and just the uproar from the supporters, like, you know, that sort of means so much to me because, yeah, that's that's what I hang my hat on, you know, um, being a good person and, and treating people with respect and and giving them the time of day. And, um, yeah, so that that's sort of – those things are pretty special to me, I think.
0: Yeah, it's good. And I'm glad the, the great man passed that on because mm. it's – it is, um, it is important, and top five, did you have the bonus in there, mate? Did Paulie, Con- did Paulie
1: Connors and Mel uh, weave think, that in there, or I think it was just a snuck into the top five, thanks to Roosie and, and the boys, just sneaking <laughs> me in there in his last year, but yeah, there might have been a small little bonus, I'd say.
0: Oh, that is great. Now, mate, we're about
1: to play some golf. What have we got?
0: Um, we've got 15 minutes yep. here, so we'll, we'll be wrapping this up shortly, but... um, Now, there's a bit of drama, though, because I don't know whose fault it is, but... Me and you have both cost Dom Tyson the hole in one on the board. Oh. Because because let's just let everyone know. And we're going (laughs) to. Me and Dom are doing an exclusive on the actual Ace, and he's got an announcement coming up in a couple of weeks. But. You've pulled out the morning
1: <laughs> of. You've pulled out the morning of, and I don't have a fucking handicap. So we're both de- we're both devils, mate. We've cost him. I could not believe. So I think I've, I must have been hungover or
0: something. I think you watched the F1. or the f I think you watched the F1, or there was a, there might have been the US Open, or something was on. Gotcha.
1: And you hadn't, you're like, mate, I've. And I, just, I was just cooked, and I think it was a 9 a.m. tea time, 10 a.m. tea time or something. Yeah,
0: whatever tea time was. I, I got there like on the dot. Um, but, and he, I go, where's Watsy? And he's like, like, he 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 couldn't make it. He's pulled out late. It's just me and you, mate. <laughs> and you can imagine, like, this is what happened at the first day. You know, like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, he's not coming. I'm storming down because I thought I was gonna be late. Did you
1: see it, or did he hit off yeah. before you were there? Or yeah, yeah,
0: like saw it. You yeah. saw it. Everything, mate. Yeah. It was the most. It was the, like. It was. We're talking about you. I'm telling him about a story in the weekend because it's like Monday morning. Mm. Like you know, we're playing golf. And then the fucking thing goes in. I can't in.
1: believe it, honestly. And it's at his, his Riversdale. His grandpa's been a member for what, 80 years oh, or something? 100. 100 <laughs> years. His family's just entrenched in the club. We're talking about the first, which is 205 metre, tough par three. Like Dommy's dream would be to have his name up on that board. There's water down the
0: bottom There's left. Water, There's everything.
1: It's uphill, you know. And all he needed was for me to fucking man up and turn up and just be there. You could have and
0: left after the first. I
1: could have just left. We would have been in the clubhouse. We wouldn't yeah. have left. We would have been sinking about a thousand beers. <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't come. And I just remember getting a message from him like, "I've just, I've just had a hole in one, mate. I'm not joking." he sends me this photo and he walks, video. I think you're taking the video and he's walking up. And I was like, because I've, se- I've seen, I've seen one hole in one in my life, and it was a mate down in um. We are at Ocean Dunes down in King Island and uh, one of my best mates hits this hole-in-one on this picturesque course over the ocean it, and it was like, honestly the best thing I've ever seen live in sport, ever. <laughs> I, we went berserk and I was just thinking if I was there for Donnie Tyson's first hole-in-one oh. on his home track... Oh mate, I'll, I'll was, never forgive myself. I don't was, think he'll ever forgive me either. No, nah, I don't think he will, <laughs> and I won't forgive
0: myself for getting the handicap. Well, I got my handicap sorted last night. I oh, just yeah. jumped on whatever website it is. Beautiful. So we, so I won't cost anyone today if Perfect. I need to. But mate, yeah, like so we've both so we've walked inside afterwards for it. We should have just looking back. We should have went straight to the clubhouse. I know it was the first, but I couldn't. We we couldn't concentrate yep. for. I reckon genuinely seven holes. Yeah, he was like shaking for two. I was, go- I was like, I oh, hit one. I was like, oh, i have never seen <laughs> you one. You'd have been more excited. I than been- you. I'd never seen one. Like, I'm mid story. I had to pause my story while he hit because it's a bit of respect. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's hit the fucking thing in. Mate, it was incredible. Oh, incredible. Oh gosh, what man. is your handicap at the moment?
1: I'm off about 10.
0: See, so yeah, oh, you're going you well.
1: Yeah, I got into about six when I was over in Adelaide because just playing every week. Um, and just playing a bit more often and playing the same course like i find when you play the same course over and over you you sort of get used to where you should miss, and you know you know the course a bit better, so it helps. But yeah, got into about six now out, out to about ten, which is pretty juicy. So hopefully we'll do all right today. The old bandit, you'll probably win the comp today. <laughs> I
0: think they gave me twenty nine point one on my handicap, which is so. I'm going to win the comp today. Like it's it's As not you right.
1: Actually got twenty nine.
0: I went on last night, hooked it up. I think you got to put in your three. I put, f- I put in three scorecards, oh, but I cards. Put In whatever I've yeah. had on my golf shot app, Bandit. and it's yeah, <laughs> I want to win the comp For today. 29, you'll have 54 points. And mate, 29 is not right. Like well, I've been playing off 18 just okay. to calculate in my head with the boys, yep. And I'm around there, but yeah, 29. 29. So I, I reckon I'll win the a... comp today, mate. I might be in the clubhouse, <laughs> <laughs> we might be a big day today. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Friday, so I think
1: we've heard right. it
0: now. Let's go to the segments here. We've got um, right. I've got one on the caps. They're uh, the home of headwear, mate, and I've, I've, I've hooked you up with a, a Boston cap. Our friends at Caps, uh, they they treat us here at the Aces. Whew. Look at that. You'll be wearing that on the golf that's course the golf today. Course. And anyone out there, we've got the discount code ACES. So head to head to the website, um, www.caps.com.au, that's spelt with a Z, mind you, and use the discount code ACES at checkout if you want to look like Watsy. Now, great man, we've got two segments. Um, One's the Caps moment and the Mm -hmm. Caps clanger. The moment is the greatest moment in your professional career. Now, it means it could be footy, it could be squash, it could be anything you're doing in between. Um, What
1: is Jack Watts' Caps moment? Juppers. My favourite moment in my career. Um, Look, I guess, you know, one of them was probably – in that 18s Vic Metro side kicking a goal on the siren, three points down to beat Vic um, Vic Country on the G. You know that was pretty special. You know every kid's sort of dream. Um, other than that, I would, as as we sort of said, there, there wasn't a huge amount of highlights <laughs> on the field. I'll, I look back like the the I remember the tournament and the thing that sort of I guess meant the most to me. We won the under 16s. Um, vic metro under 18s vic metro basketball national title i was a captain and you know it was sort of a lot of pressure and you know just a whole lot of work went into it and i can just remember like the emotion afterwards like i was bawling my eyes out crying just so happy um and i look back on that as like yeah one of the sort of best moments just playing sport that i'd ever had um so that's probably they're probably the positives, and then obviously what we spoke about before. I think just the f- the friendships and the you know um, how the fans sort of re- receive me and and that kind of thing has always been um, something that is really special to me.
0: They're great caps moments, and I love the juniors moments as well because you just never forget them. It's probably yeah. the last time you really enjoyed it. And <laughs> the uh, the national champs that's that's special.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we I was f- so lucky as a kid. Like I think I won you know six or seven footy flags for, with my junior club, um, and then yeah, with basketball we sort of won everything from twelves up until sixteens. You know, state ch- state titles, national titles. So, yeah, pretty lucky as a kid, just won everything. And then f- after that, didn't win a thing from, from <laughs> yeah. as soon as you sort of go pro. So, um, That's the hard thing, isn't it? You probably
0: think I'm going to roll out and do the same thing. You get the opposite. Spot on. And it's like, how do you deal with that? Which you have. Exactly.
1: You want my clanger on field clanger? I'm going to give you
0: the clanger last so you can think about it. Why are you thinking of the clanger? I've got you the Tribeca, Crystal Grey, Polarised Rixies here, mate. You'll hit a hole in one of them today, I reckon. Stop it. They're on the house. Thank you, And again, anyone out there, if you want a pair of sunnies, blue light or prescription, look at these um, babies. head online. What do you think of them? They are. Look at that! Use discount discount code Aces at checkout as well. You get twenty percent off and free express shipping. Yeah, they're my favorites, them you, ones. Man. That's
1: unbelievable. They're sleek, aren't they? Keep,
0: keep them on. Keep them on. I love looking at you while okay. you tell me this. Now, this is one of me. I know you. You. You've travelled. You're a well travelled man. So this will be an interesting one. You can only pick one location in the world. Okay. You've just sold squash for ten billion. Okay. So money's not an issue. Yep. You can only pick one place in the world to retire. Rick's in retirement. Where's Jack Watts gonna retire?
1: I Jeez, this is I mean, other than sort of heading over to, you know, either New York or maybe I'd go and live with Tommy Bug, f- take over Zoos <laughs> over in, in LA on the down at Venice Beach there. Um, other than that, I actually went over to my favorite holiday I've been on is in was in Nicaragua. Went over there, stayed at this eco lodge, um, you know, totally away from everything. All your foods is caught and cooked on site um you know the closest supermarket's five hours away um you got your own little private beach and blah 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 so if i was going to retire i would probably just head off over there no one would ever see me ever again i'd <laughs> turn into some hippie and um uh, i think that'd be me there you go what, where's it called again? <laughs> nicaragua it's like central america there you go um, what it? you i can't even pronounce it <laughs> <laughs> That's a first and it'll probably be the last. That's a great little hidden gem as well. That's right. That's right. Who took, you, who took you there? It was me and an ex-partner. We just went over there and um, she was actually in, she was living in um, Montreal at the time. So it was sort of like, oh, some find somewhere half halfway and both loved the beach, but then also wanted a bit of hiking and, you know, something else. And then, yeah, this place just popped up. Romantic. It's just, just below uh, Costa Rica, I think. Or above either one, so just around that area. But there you go. And the the name again? Nicaragua. (laughs) (laughs) Nicaragua.
0: I'm not having a go at that. That's great. And to close it out, the caps clanger. The clanger. The clanger. They all love the clanger. The media. They hate a fucking good one. They love a shit
1: story. Well, I've got a pretty. This was this was the most embarrassing moment of my career. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere or something. But, and I actually became good mates with him later on because we played at Port Adelaide together. But Lindsay Thomas, big buffer Thomas, um, he played at North Melbourne obviously for most of his career, and then came over to uh, to Port. But. I'll never, ever forget. This was when we were in the depth of our sort of despair at Melbourne and I think I'd been, you know, they put me back because I hadn't had a kick for three quarters. So I'd give him the kick outs, you know, let's just try and give, get him a kick somehow. <laughs> so I'd put him put him back and so then I'd, I'm taking the kick outs. And, you know, same as you, I'd sort of, I was like to fancy myself as a pretty good kick, so I'd be trying to pierce them through the middle and whatnot. So from the kick out, I've literally got, gone to try and hit this one up the middle and I've kicked it to Lindsay Thomas on the mark. <laughs> he's standing on the mark and he's, he's, I think he might have even dropped it or something, so it's come forward. So I've rushed him to try and and he's gone on the left and I've just gone for the smother and he's just gone. Oh, me. <laughs> Absolutely sold me to the candy shop. Walked me, walked around, walked into an open goal. Oh. We're probably down by about eighty points, and I just <laughs> thought, get me out of here, honestly. Like trade me now, trade me, just retire me, <laughs> dig me a hole. Like I'm done. Like w- where can you go from here? So and what did Lindsay say when you catch up for a beer? Did he love that one? Yeah, he loved that. Later on in life, it's he's like, mate, you could have just snapped it, but he's had to sell you the candy shop. He had to he, literally. He had about five minutes to snap it while I'm coming at him, and he just had to just whoop. There <laughs> we go waltz in so that was that uh, is that the caps clanging amazing. I
0: love that mate well look we're going to go play golf I can't wait And um, but yeah thanks so much for your time as always we wish you nothing but success and you're welcome back here anytime you will be back here we'll be talking a lot of American sport golf F1 I'll be throwing this on tonight I think I've got dinner at the Albert Park Hotel mate so I'll be uh,
1: I'll be the- throwing
0: the old squash recreational club on and make sure you head online to squash and And grab some kit because it's, geez, it's very nice. But yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate your
1: time. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please feel free to hit us up on our social channels at Osmerican Aces. If you're entertained, inspired, or feel more educated, please share it with your friends and family because we appreciate the support. Righto, catch you on the next one.